This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there, everyone. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I am eager to speak with you. At the time of this recording, we are knee deep in a lot of happenings with the COVID-19 pandemic. And I wanted to just create this episode for you Um because I just felt compelled to. So I know so many of you are struggling with a lot of fear and anxiety and worry and concern about what is going on. And this is a time where I am so proud and so happy to be a life coach and be in a position to not only be aware of and manage my own personal emotions, but also share what I know to do with you. Um, I can't imagine going through a crisis like this one without having these tools at my disposal and knowing that this is how you can move through an experience like this with a lot less pain and unnecessary worry. Now, that's not to say that if you do find yourself overly fearful and anxious and worried that there is something wrong with you. I am a firm believer that part of what we need to do as humanity is to just feel our feelings. A lot of times we spend most of our lives escaping any type of negative emotion. And when the world is in crisis, it's very hard to do that because everywhere you turn, there is something to trigger that uh, potentially negative emotion. So I wanted to come on and just share with you a couple of things and some strategies you can use When confronted with the worst case scenario, this is something I actually take my clients through a lot of the time when they're confronted with sort of the worst possible case scenario in their marriage. And the process, the thinking, the approach is the same no matter what the outcome is that you are struggling with or are nervous about. And so you can listen to this episode certainly now with COVID-19 as the lens, as the trigger. Um, and you can also come back to this episode as many times as you need to with other things, um, other circumstances as the trigger. So I wanted to open up this conversation with really just shedding light on 
why we are fearful and anxious. I feel that a lot of times when we experience emotion, we just take it at face value and don't ever question it, don't ever seek to understand it. We sort of just blindly accept and perpetuate the feeling without pausing and examining and inquiring. And I think that it is incredibly important that we learn to do that. And it will serve us in so many areas of our lives. But I want you to just think about for yourself, like what is it at the end of the day that you're most anxious about? What is it that you are fearful about? And knowing that is really, really important because when there's so much uncertainty, when there's so many questions, it feels like everything, right? You may want to say, I'm nervous about everything, this and that, and you could list off a laundry list of things. And at the end of the day, I think with respect to what's happening with this pandemic, the reason many, many people are fearful and anxious is because one of three things. One is the uncertainty, that there's this question of exactly what is happening. There's a question of if you are being provided with all the information that you need. Um, There is a question around how long will things be like this? What will be the ultimate outcome? And so whenever there is a question mark in our head, be it with our health and wellness, our marriage, our life, our family, the brain resists that. It resists uncertainty and it tells you the story that you should know. Right, You should have an answer. You can't move on. You can't make a decision. You can't do anything until you have an answer. And that creates really an existence of paralysis. And that is a very uncomfortable place to be because you're literally just stuck. You're just stuck feeling like you don't have what you need to move yourself forward And that somehow, somewhere, the answer is there and it's just not being given to you. And so I think it's really important to just know that, to know like I'm anxious because I don't know what's happening. And just that acknowledgement alone gives you something to really like focus on and it quiets all the other ancillary noise that is just creating more confusion and more emotional uh, turmoil. The other reason that we often feel fearful and anxious is there's is the sense of lack of control, that what you believe you need is not available to you, that decisions are outside of your control, that your fate, your well-being, your health, your livelihood is outside of your control. And on the surface, that seems to be really, really true because we are conditioned, we are taught that things happen to us, situations happen to us, and that other people aren't largely in control of our lives. And again, when you aren't tuned in to the fact that this is what you're thinking, you'll just accept it as the truth of life and you'll just accept it as the way it is. And I want to just really, you know, encourage you to open your mind to the possibility that it's just not true. 
that there are plenty of things within your control, even your money, even your job, even what you're doing with your kids, even, you know, having what you need to take care of yourself. It is within your control. Um, and when you open yourself up to believing that, that no, I am in full control of what happens in my universe, right? And your universe could just be your body. Your universe could just be your mind. Your universe could just be your own home, your world that you define and you put the boundaries on. Um, and so again, just recognizing that what is triggering you is this sense of lack of control. And if you question it, then you begin to gain some control over the things that are actually within your hands to make decisions about and act upon. The third reason that I think in this particular situation that there's a lot of fear and anxiety is because everyone's desire to be well and to live a safe, healthy life feels like it's being threatened, that somehow this virus, right, is impacting your ability to be well, whether that's well physically, well emotionally, well mentally. And whenever a deep desire, right, it's a core human desire to feel safe and healthy, whenever that is threatened, again, the brain doesn't like it and the brain sort of freaks out. And what I will say about that, though, is that right now it feels like health and safety is threatened in a way that we are not otherwise and normally conscious of. But it doesn't actually mean that it's true. Because on any given day, right, we never know what the day will hold. We never know what health report we could get for our own personal health. We never know what tragedy could just fall in our lap. And that's a scary thing to think about it. And most days we can shove it aside because there's not something in our face reminding us that that could happen. And so we compartmentalize and we go along living our lives and living our days as if that potential threat is not real. And with COVID-19, it feels like because so many people are talking about it, it's everywhere that you look, it feels like it's right here in your lap, in your life, that you can't avoid it. And I, I really want to just help you see that what's happening for you now is the false sense of security you have on any other day is just now being confronted. It's now being challenged. And I'm not offering that to say that now every single day you should just be afraid of everything, but I am just offering an, a lens and an insight into why it feels like a panic right now. Because normally we live our lives with a false sense of security. We aren't thinking about our health and contracting a virus and, you know, potentially having respiratory issues. That's just not part of our daily um, thought process or our daily conversations. But it doesn't mean that it's any less likely to be something that we could potentially be concerned about. Viruses exist all the time. There's literally thousands 
of things that are actually more dangerous to our health on a daily basis than what's happening with this pandemic right now. And so all of that taken together, right? What we most need and what we most want and crave and long for in these moments of uncertainty and things feeling like are out of our control and threats to our health and safety, I believe we most need and want to know three things. The first is that this too shall pass, that this is temporary, that this is not forever, that this is not a sign of the end of time, right? We need to know that. We also need to know that we will be okay. Like you personally, you want to know that you will be okay. And the third thing is you want to know that those you love will be okay, right? Those are sort of grounding and anchor thoughts that in some way, shape, or form, everyone is wanting reassurance about, And in the absence of that reassurance, we continue to sort of spin in anxiety and worry and, um, you know, concern. Now, as a believer, I will say that I really feel like the Bible and God has been preparing us to deal with anxiety and worry since day one, right? There are countless scriptures that talk about being anxious for nothing. It talks about the peace of God that passes all understanding. And we've been able to contextualize those scriptures and those teachings in certain areas of our life. And I want to implore you to apply them here now. Like as a believer, your faith can be unshakable if that is what you choose. And I want to just reiterate to you that that is something that is available to you right now, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what the news report, no matter what your neighbor said or what you read on Facebook, God's word still stands and God is still in full control of everything. And so with that, right, you want to rely on your faith. You want to rely on your foundation, what you already know to be true of the God you believe in. And that really segues and leads me into what I would say are, you know, the five things that you want to start setting your mind on. The first is focusing on what it is you actually do know, what is actually true, right? The Bible, again, talks about this. Whatever things are true, focus on the things that are true, And so during this time, it's incredibly important that you focus on the facts as opposed to the story and the drama that the news media, that um, Facebook, that text messaging, whatever way you are receiving information, it's incredibly important that you really identify what is true, what's provable and observable. We talked about that um, last episode. And what is the drama of it all, right? And only you know what that is for you. I can't even offer you what the facts are because I have consciously chosen to limit the information I consume. So this is a conversation that you have to weigh for yourself in terms of where you're getting your information, how reliable it is, 
what you're making it mean when you look at it, right? There are X number of cases, there are X number of deaths, there is X number of mortality rate, there are X number of ways that this virus is transmitted. Those are the facts, indisputable, observable, and provable. Everything else, and I'm seeing so much trash. (laughs) I'm seeing so much trash being proliferated, so much inaccurate information, so much just made up stuff being shared. And I want you to be discerning and to have a threshold for what you just take in as truth without testing it against the facts, right? So that's number one, really focusing on what you do know, the facts from the story. The other is really just practicing being present to the moment. What is happening right now, today, this very minute, what do you have right now? What is the one decision in front of you right now? Our minds are so trained to just move into the future and to overly concern itself with things that haven't happened, may not ever happen, and just quite frankly, don't deserve attention in the moment. And so be present to the moment. What is happening this second, this minute, this hour? Not tomorrow, not in two hours, right? Keep bringing yourself back to the present moment and really focusing on right now, I have everything I need. Right now, I am healthy. Right now, the only decision I need to act upon is this one. And then the rest will fall into place. Okay. The third thing I want to suggest that you focus on is just laser in on the things within your control. 99.99% of the time, those things are going to be you and yourself, right? Your thoughts your actions, what you expose yourself to. That is within your control. You don't have to believe everything you hear and see. You don't have to get worried about everything you believe and hear. It's totally optional. You get to decide. You get to control that. The other thing that I want to suggest is that you really focus on extending your thinking to be more balanced. The way I like to teach this is to ask yourself what else is also true. So for example, if you live in a town, like here in New Jersey, actually there's a town in Northern New Jersey that has been put on full quarantine, the entire town. And It's very easy, right? If you were to live in that town to feel like, oh my gosh, everybody in this town must be exposed or infected if the whole town is quarantined. And if you are expanding and opening your mind to create a more balanced perspective, you would also be saying, okay, but what else is also true, right? So yes, our town is on quarantine. Yes, many people have been exposed, But what else is also true is that right now, I feel okay. Right now, everyone in my house 
is safe. That's also true. And so you want to counterbalance with another thought, another belief that you actually believe and that you feel like you actually have evidence for. This is not some, you know, pie in the sky positive thinking that has no basis. It has to be another thought that you actually believe. But when you balance out the negative, worrisome, anxiety-inducing thought with something else that's more grounded and, um, you know, steady, then you can ease your mind much more quickly. Okay, so it's really just focusing on what else is also true that sort of pulls in the other direction away from anxiety and leads you more towards peace. And then the last thing that I want to suggest is that you really cultivate within yourself the belief that you will be okay. And the way you do that is you literally take yourself to the worst case scenario and you paint a picture for how you would handle it. So if your worst case scenario is being quarantined and not having the food that you think you need, how would you problem solve for that? What would you actually do if that were your reality? Another worst case scenario is that you actually get sick and maybe you have small children in your home and you're worried about contaminating them and you're the primary caretaker and your spouse has to go to work, right? That may be a worst case scenario for you. How would you handle it? What would you actually do? Think about that now. Go and take yourself there. Because part of the reason why you may be experiencing anxiety and worry is because, again, the uncertainty, like, I don't know what I would do if that would happen to me. And so not knowing what you would do in a worst case scenario leaves you feeling powerless and it just perpetuates the worry and the um, inability to actually create solutions, So let's just go there, right? Let's just go to the worst case scenario. And I want you to build a case and build a plan for yourself where you are okay, whatever that looks like for you. And that will help you. That will help you stop being so afraid and sort of resisting the worst case scenario and to just lean into it. Like, okay, I can lean into this. I can experience this horrible situation and still be okay. Maybe another worst case scenario is that your kid's school is closed for the rest of the school year. I thought about that today. I'm like, huh, what would I do? Well, you know, as long as we have the internet, and even if we don't, like, I can figure it out. I can figure out things to do with them to continue to stimulate their education and stimulate their brain, and at least not lose the learning that they've already gotten this school year, right? I don't profess to be a teacher, but even still, right? Like I know enough teachers that could help me. I've seen so many posts on Facebook from educators saying, listen, if you don't know what to do, your kids reach out to me. I can offer you some strategies. I can offer you some tools. Other companies that have made their learning modalities available online, right? Like it's not the worst thing in the world. And even if it is to you, How would you plan for it? That action alone will lift a thousand burdens off of your chest and off of your shoulders. Okay? So again, the reason you're feeling very, very anxious is because of the uncertainty, the lack of control, and the threat to your desire to be well. 
what you most need to know is that this will pass, you will be okay, and those you love will be okay. And the way you get there right now is to focus on the facts of this situation, to be present to the moment in front of you right now, not 20 steps ahead right now, to focus on the things that are within your control, which nine times out of 10 are you, your thoughts and your actions and what you expose yourself to and focus on what is also true in an effort to balance your thinking, open your mind. You're going to have the negative thought, but what else is also true? And then cultivate the belief that you will be okay by taking yourself to the worst case scenario and then creating a plan for that. So I hope that this has been helpful. I really do want you to know and to really, you know, um, believe (laughs) that I am here to serve you, right? Like I, again, as I open this, I'm just so grateful for what I know in terms of coaching, what I know in terms of my faith that I've really been able to draw upon. I have felt my own, you know, heart palpitations when I don't supervise my mind and I don't put myself back into peace, back into the word, back into my coaching practices. And so, you know, this episode today is really just my attempt to share with you what I've been personally doing um, to keep myself calm and to manage all of the sort of uncertainty and unrest that is literally swarming around um, all of us right now. So again, I want to close with, you know, what God has offered us that, you know, above all things, his hope, his desire, my hope, my desire for you is that you would be well and that you would be in good health and that your soul would prosper, your mind would prosper. Um, And so that's what I want to leave you with today. Be well and definitely reach out if I can be of support to you as you manage your anxiety about COVID-19, as you manage questions and uncertainty and anxieties and worries in your marriage or in your life in general. I am here for all of it. I am literally a coach for all of it and I am available to support you. So if that is something you want to take advantage of now, definitely reach out to me. You can book a complimentary um, call if you are looking to hire a coach that is available to you. Um, And the way you do that is with my link. It's bit.ly forward slash schedule with Siobhan. And I will link to it in the show notes. So look out for it there. Take care. I'll be back with you soon. Bye-bye. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.